Welcome to Innovative Mindful Solutions with your host, Terry Galler. The stress of our fast-paced business world is exhausting executives and burning out good employees. In this program, we will explore proven ways to transform stress with the timeless skills you need to be successful in business and in life. Now, here is Terry Galler. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Glad you could make it. Um, Today's show is going to be talking about the perils of perfectionism. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of striving for excellence that we all want to bring to our business lives. We're not talking about trying to be the best that you can be and working every day to improve yourself and your business. I see that as healthy striving and working toward your goals and passions. Perfectionism is a different animal. Perfectionism says, I have to be seen as perfect. There is a standard that you're placing on yourself that says perfection is the only goal here. Not growth, not change, not introspection, just perfection. There's an idea that we set up in our heads that say, what I'm thinking about, how I want this to go, is going to be the perfect way it can turn out. And we get so committed to that idea that we get really rigid and really inflexible. And that doesn't lead us anywhere positive in business or in life. It just gets us trapped. And that's why I think of perfectionism as a real trap. It's not something that leads to anything really good. And here's the problem. Perfectionism, something perfect, is an absolute myth. Now, granted, we could look at a flower, we could look at a new baby and go, oh my God, that's the most perfect thing I've ever seen. And it probably is. But when we're talking about ourselves or the things we're trying to produce in the world, nothing is perfect, ever. And so why do we all get so hung up on perfection? We see it everywhere, especially this time of year. We have to have the perfect holiday table or the perfect Christmas tree or the perfect number of presents under it to make sure that everyone's happy. Perfectionism drives us crazy. Let's be honest. It doesn't lead anywhere good. Here's the way I think about perfectionism. I think it's about protection. Let me say that again. I think perfectionism and trying to be perfect is really about protection. So here's what I mean by that. Um, The researcher Brene Brown kind of puts it like this. If I look perfect and I live perfect and I work perfect, then I can avoid or minimize criticism, blame, and ridicule. So think about that for a second. If trying to be perfect is really about trying to minimize criticism, blame, and ridicule, that's really about hiding. It's really about saying, if I get this right, no one will tell me it's wrong. No one will be hard on me. No one will blame me for my mistakes. And no one will make fun of me. It really is about what other people think. 
And that's the tough part is that when we really get tied up in what other people think, it really sabotages our forward motion. Because instead of thinking about what decisions you need to make in a moment and what's going to be the best decision or at least a preferred decision in whatever moment you're in, if you're getting tied up in finding the perfect solution because you don't want people to criticize you or you don't want to get blamed for anything, you're going to get stuck every single time. And the more we focus on what people think, the more it sabotages our goals. Here's the way I look at good leadership. I think good leadership is really a vulnerable process. It's about being brave. It's about being that person that's going to make the hard decisions. It's about being the person who's going to take risks And it's also about tolerating not knowing what that outcome might be. But if we stop focusing on, or if we continue to focus on what other people think or how other people are going to perceive our decision making, it's going to stop us every single time. And what it eventually does is it stops us from taking risks. And risk is really the thing that moves business forward. So I see perfectionism really as a barrier that's designed to keep us from getting hurt. I think of it like this, as if you've been listening to my podcast from now for a while now, you know that my brain thinks in pictures. So I'm a child of the 60s. I think of it like this. There was a show back in the 60s called Get Smart, and it was about this bumbling private eye who made mistakes and screwed up on a regular basis. And at the end of the show, he's walking down a hallway and there is numerous walls and bars and barriers that keep slamming behind him one after another after another. And even though he gets through all of those at the end, he gets into a phone booth and actually falls through the floor. So, Those barriers that we put up are things that keep us or we perceive that are going to keep us from getting hurt or getting criticized or getting blamed. But what those barriers really, really do, in my opinion, is it keeps us from being seen. It keeps us at a distance from those people that are around us. And those people that we could collaborate with to move our process and our business forward. Because here's the thing, if we keep hiding, especially as leaders, it means that you have to be perfect. You can't show your flaws. You can't show your teams that you're scared. You can't show that you don't always know what's going on. You can't show that You don't always know how this is going to turn out, but you have faith that it's going to work out well. And so we protect ourselves and those barriers keep us at a distance. One thing I know is that when you feel distance from your teams and they feel distanced from you, that starts to erode their trust in you. They don't quite see where you're going and that often starts to create problems. So those barriers aren't good. It keeps us attached to a picture in our head that we believe is perfect, 
But the problem is it also creates rigidity. And when we get rigid and really attached to this picture in our head that this is the perfect outcome, our ability to listen, our ability to see new opportunities, to be brave and lean in into the unexpected goes away. And I really think that's where the magic happens, that we can't always see where everything is going. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a plan. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a vision because we need all those things. But when we get completely attached to this vision in our head, this picture that says, this is only going to work out well if it looks exactly like I have it set up in my head, that will trip you up every single time. Because often there are things that happen that we could never have anticipated. And sometimes when those things happen, they can actually present positive opportunities that can lead us in directions that could be really, really good for us. And so I think flexibility is often better than rigidity. And in order to be flexible, we have to let go of perfectionism. Now, granted, that's easier said than done. It's really hard to step back from being perfect. But here's the thing. How much sleep are you u- losing trying to make everything work out exactly the way you think it should? How many ideas are running through your head that are critical about yourself? If I just did it this way, it would work out. What if people find out I'm a fraud? What if I'm exposed at not knowing what I'm doing? We have those thoughts all the time attached to perfectionism. But here's the thing I hear when I hear those things. I hear fear. And I think that's what perfectionism does. It hides our fear and it keeps us from being brave and taking risks. It's about hiding that we are vulnerable, flawed human beings and thinking that in order to lead and to be accepted by our peers and to be regarded in the community, we have to present an image of perfection. And that we have to keep our collective crap together all the time. Now, I know that we all think like that from time to time, but is that really who we have to be? And I got to tell you, in the work that I do, I know that that wreaks havoc on people every single day. It's impossible to maintain, and it leads to nothing but stress and exhaustion, and eventually it leads to burnout. So the the way I think about this is I think perfectionism is actually creates a form of suffering in our lives. It is something that actually moves us to a place where we really suffer. And I believe that there are some real buzzwords behind how you know you're heading down that perfectionism spiral and how you know you're heading into a suffering place versus a place where you can deal with what is and you can manage your life and your business in a more effective way. So you're going to want to grab something to write with and a pen or a pencil 
And when we get back from the break, I'm going to talk about how you know you're stuck in that perfectionism trap and exactly what words that will come up to show you that you're there. So like I said, take a minute, grab a pen, grab something to write with, and we will take a break and I'll see you back in two minutes and we'll talk more about the perils of perfectionism. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Terry Geller can bring her extensive experience, compassion, and humor to your next business keynote or event. Terry can show you how mindful-based approaches can reduce stress, improve responsiveness, and impact your creativity and decision-making in a positive way. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Innovative Mindful Solutions is your source for comprehensive training for business leaders wanting to get the best out of themselves and their teams now. Set up a consultation today. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on leadership training, team building, customizing workshops, and overall solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Galler. If you have a question or a comment for today's guest, call us at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Terry at terrygaller.com. Now, back to Innovative Mindful Solutions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hopefully you had a chance to grab something to write with. So we're going to talk a little bit about how do you know that you're kind of in that perfectionism place? Because it doesn't always look the way you think it might. I know that there's a language to perfectionism. And I think that language ultimately leads to suffering. This is kind of a Buddhist concept, but here's the thing that you get to look at. We can either have pain, and we all have pain. We have mental pain, spiritual pain, physical pain, emotional pain. Human beings live a painful existence. That's just truth. Suffering, when we suffer, is when we say, 
I shouldn't feel like this. I shouldn't have this. This shouldn't be existing in my life right now. And we deny what's happening. So there's a language to perfectionism that creates suffering. And so here's the buzzwords. You're definitely going to want to write these down. So the first two buzzwords I always think of is should and shouldn't. You know, there's that old adage, you shouldn't should on yourself. Well, this is why. Should says it's supposed to go this way, and this is the only way it can go. And if it goes this way, it will be perfect. Everyone will think I'm wonderful. Everything will turn out great, and I have nothing to worry about. Another version of should and shouldn't is the two words supposed to and have to. How often do we say, it's supposed to go like this. This shouldn't be happening. I have to get it to go this way. We say those words all the time. We hear them in our language all the time. I have to get this done. It has to be perfect. I can't turn it in without it being exactly the way it's supposed to be. Now, again, I'm not one that says you shouldn't strive for the best that you can do. But how often do we create more and more work for ourselves because we keep doing things over and over and over again, trying to get them perfect? We waste so much time. And nine times out of 10, the first time you did it was fine. And it actually probably was better than fine. But the more we try to make it better and better and better, the more anxiety we create, the less creative we become, excuse me, and we start to really struggle. And it starts a spiral in our head that doesn't lead to anything good. So the way I look at these statements, especially should, shouldn't, supposed to, and have to, these are about getting overly attached to a specific outcome that we have perceived as the perfect one. We spend so much time trying to align our world to make that vision in our heads match our reality. We work overtime to try to get all of those things lined up. And when they don't, how much suffering does that create for ourselves? If something happens to the process, we kind of lose it because we think, well, there's only one perfect way to get this done. And it's supposed to go like this. But what if it doesn't? We often get attached to that internal vision of perfectionism. We will miss opportunities that come and are sitting right in front of us. It becomes a real trap and we get stuck in it. The only way out is to try to be willing to stay open to the process, not a slave to the outcome. The more we focus on outcome, the more stressed we're going to be. Here's another phrase that I hear from people all the time, and I really think it's about perfectionism, and it's also about suffering. It's the phrase, why can't they just dot, dot, dot? Why can't they just do what they're supposed to do? Why can't they just get that report in on time? 
Why can't they just implement my vision the way I told them to implement it? Why can't they just be on board with how things are? Those words, especially the word why, is such a blame word. It says that it's their fault that this isn't going well. And if they would just do what they're supposed to do, I would realize my vision and everything would be great. Now, sometimes that's true. Sometimes you have teams that aren't working up to their potential or they're getting stuck in the process. But most of the time, people are doing the best that they can with the information and the tools that they have. And the more we get stuck in why can't they just, it's really about blaming. And blaming always leads to more suffering. And here's the other piece. The more you blame, the more you demoralize the people that you work with. And it doesn't allow you to lean into what's not working and be vulnerable enough to figure out what's going on. So it's a really important phrase to pay attention to. Why can't they just? Now, here's the other part of that sentence. The word just, it's a strange little word. I don't, I don't know if it's a noun, if it's a verb, if it's an adverb. I don't know what it is. But I know what it implies. Just is that word that implies that this should be simple. That, that it should just be just, there's that word. It should just be easy. You should just be able to get this done. You should just be able to figure it out. It should be easy. And so when we get stuck in the phrase, it messes things up. And it also makes negative assumptions about your colleagues, your peers, your teams. It's kind of judgmental. And it says they're not working hard enough. They're not doing their best. And the thing that it starts to create, which is a really bad thing, is contempt. It starts to say, I'm the only one working. I'm the only one that has this vision. And they're not doing enough. If they would just, things would go well. Contempt is a really bad place to be. And we talked a little bit about that last week. That contempt says, I'm better than you. And that can destroy working relationships faster than anything else. So you have to really watch that phrase. Here's another word of suffering. When. I think of it like this, when X, Y, and Z happens, then I'll be happy. When this happens, then things will work out. And we say the word when, both in our business lives and our personal lives all the time. When I get this financing, then we can take the next step. When I lose 20 pounds, then I'll be happy. When this happens, then everything will be great. Well, that's nice. But I think that idea of when sets us up for failure because it never allows us to be where we are. And it never allows us to enjoy whatever moment of success we're having right now in the present moment. It says, nope. We got to be on to the next thing. 
We can't stay here and enjoy this. We can't be here and be introspective. We have to we have to put off our happiness. We have to put off our goals. We have to put off everything until this next thing happens. And I think that's a really dangerous place to be because then you're always waiting and you're never feeling fulfilled. And that's always going to lead to suffering. So I think the idea about perfectionism is that we think it's going to protect us from failure. We think that if we run all of these suffering words, all of these perfectionistic words, all of these phrases, that it will motivate us and it will keep us moving forward and it will protect us from failure. And that failure is the worst thing that could happen. That we get attached to an outcome and if we fail, failing is the worst thing that we can do. But here's what I like to think about. What if failure wasn't an option? And I don't mean that in a a contrite way, that the idea of what if there was no failure? What if nothing was a failure? Now, granted, lots of people will say, well, my business failed, or I had this product fail, or this didn't work. But I really like this idea from Thomas Edison. Someone asked him that, how did it feel to fail a thousand times before he got a successful light bulb? And Edison said, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was an invention with a thousand steps. That everything we do is a step toward our vision, our goals, and also new opportunities that may be presenting themselves that we didn't see. There's no direct line to success. Everybody faces setbacks and failures. But the more we focus on that it has to be a linear process, that it has to be perfect, the more we get stuck. And then when we do fail, when things don't go the way we think they're supposed to go, or things don't work out, or there's a roadblock that gets put in our way, we're crushed by it. We take it upon ourselves that it's not just that there's this obstacle or there's this thing in our way that's that we have to move around, but that we're the failure. It's us. It's personal. And the more we make it personal, the harder it is to move past it. So think about that for a second. We're going to take a break here in a minute, and we're going to dig a little bit deeper when we get back and talk about what's happening in people's heads, what's happening with your self-talk, and how you can move yourself out of that perfectionistic trap and onto something that's going to move you forward in a positive way. So I'll see you back in two minutes, and we'll talk soon. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network 
Innovative Mindful Solutions is your source for comprehensive training for business leaders wanting to get the best out of themselves and their teams now. Set up a consultation today. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on leadership training, team building, customizing workshops, and overall solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Terry Geller can bring her extensive experience, compassion, and humor to your next business keynote or event. Terry can show you how mindful-based approaches can reduce stress, improve responsiveness, and impact your creativity and decision-making in a positive way. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Galler. If you have a question or a comment for today's guest, call us at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Terry at terrygaller.com. Now, back to Innovative Mindful Solutions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So today we are talking about the perils of perfectionism. What keeps us in a rigid place that says things have to go perfectly, things have to go exactly the way I want them to go, and that's the only way I can be successful. And I think the biggest thing is is that we think that perfectionism will protect us from failure. We were talking about this for a minute before the break. I think here's the other thing that happens with the idea of failure. We connect what we do with who we are. Let me say that again. We connect what we do with who we are. So it's that time of year. People are going to holiday parties. People are meeting people. What's the first thing people say? Hi, nice to meet you. What do you do? It's inevitably the second or third question that always happens in most conversations. Hi, nice to meet you. What do you do? This society puts so much emphasis on our doing. Who we are is connected to what we do. And so if we're defined by our work, That means we're defined by our production. It's what we put out in the world that says we're successful or we're not. And when that work 
in our minds isn't perfect, we start to feel like we're failing. We start to feel like, I don't know, you know, I'm doing this thing, and but it's really not working out real well right now. And I, like, who's going to start a conversation like that? Especially when you start to feel like, if, I, if this situation or this business or this product or wherever I'm going is so-called failing, we start to internalize that we are the failure. I am a failure. But what if failure was a myth? What if we can't fail at anything? What if there was only information, understanding, growth, insight, and that if we took everything that didn't work exactly the way we thought it was going to work and looked at it and evaluated it, not as success or failure, but what did I learn from this? What did work in this scenario? What were the outcomes that we expected and what were the outcomes that we didn't expect? Now, how do we look at those things, not as failures, but as opportunities to grow? Because here's the thing, the more we focus on success and failure, that very black and white concept, it doesn't leave much room to move. It's good, bad, right, wrong, success, failure. Those are very polarizing positions. But if you want to bring flexibility and vulnerability and growth and bravery to your work, what would happen if we moved away from the idea of success and failure? that we evaluated things from a different perspective. I love the idea about how many light bulbs Thomas Edison had to go through before he got one to work. There's another story about Alexander Graham Bell, who, you know, when he was inventing the telephone, kept failing and failing and failing and failing and couldn't get it to work and couldn't get his vision to line up. And it was only when he accidentally knocked over a beaker of chemical that somehow interacted with whatever he was doing and was yelling for his assistant to come help him from the other room that the assistant actually heard him through the telephone. Those happy accidents happen all the time. They do. Those accidents aren't necessarily failures. They're just a different way of looking at things. But the more we get tied up in that those failures mean that I'm a failure, there's something wrong with me, that starts to create an internal self-talk that's really critical, really demoralizing, and starts a process inside people's heads that are like, 
again, I think in pictures. So all I can think of is, you know, from the 80s, like little Pac-Mans going, waka, 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 waka. That, that, those little, those little Pac-Men are just eating up your brain with all of these critical thoughts. And then the little blue and pink and red monsters come and make things worse. So we start to get so hard on ourselves that we will take out a giant baseball bat and beat ourselves up for those failures, thinking somehow that that's going to motivate us. And what I know from my line of work is that it doesn't motivate us. It demoralizes us to the point where we can't move. Because if I can't find my way to perfectionism and being perfect, why should I bother? It doesn't lead to us motivating ourselves better. It leads to us giving up. And then we do feel like a failure. We do feel like What's the point? I'm just stuck. So what do we do? I think the key about this is, is really focusing on self-compassion. Perfectionism says you're not good enough. You're only going to be good enough when you do X, Y, and Z in such a way that it is perfect. And then you will get the recognition you deserve and people will see you as the person you want to be. But that doesn't work. The more we criticize ourselves, the more we are hard on ourselves, the more we beat ourselves up, the more we go round and round in our head. So I want you to think about it this way. Think about the things that you say inside your head when things don't go well. When something didn't go as planned, when something didn't work the way you expected it to. What are the things you say to yourself? Take a second and just write a couple of those things down. What are those thoughts those critical self-judgmental thoughts that go through your head when things don't go as planned, when things don't go the way they should go, when things aren't working out the way they're supposed to. What are the things you say to yourself? What goes through your head? I'm sure every one of you can write down two or three right off the bat. Got them? Okay. So now look at the things you wrote down. And think about a person or a thing that you love, whether it's a child, whether it's a family member, whether it's your pet, and think about what it would be like to say those things that you say to yourself inside your head to a child, to your pet, to another person that you care about. And hopefully, most of you are going, I would never, ever do that, ever. Why? Well, I hear it from people all the time. Well, I would never do that because it's mean, or it's hurtful, or it's unkind, or it's, or it's just not true. But why is it that we are so willing to treat those things that we love 
with utter compassion and we would never, ever, ever say the things we say inside our own heads to those people or things that we love. And yet, we can be merciless on ourselves. We will say the most horrific things to ourselves about our performance, about the outcome of things that we do, about what we think or how things should go. And we beat ourselves up in a way that is just unbelievable. And so it becomes really hypocritical that if we would never, ever, ever say these things to our children, our pets, our family, our coworkers, but yet it's okay to say them to ourselves, how do you square that? How do, you, how, do you, how do you make sense of that? Why is it fair to treat people that you love or things that you love with more kindness than you would ever treat yourself? It doesn't work. And it doesn't do anything except put us in a place that just drops us to a bottom of a hole. And there's no way out and there's no light and there's no way to find your way to dig yourself out. And so the only thing we can do is we've got to shift our perspective on why perfectionism is such a goal. Why are we willing to beat ourselves up to get to an ideal that really doesn't hold water? And why are we so willing to be so mean to ourselves when we would never, ever do that to people we care about or things we care about? Because we know when we do it to them, it doesn't feel good. But it doesn't feel good when we do it to ourselves either. So we're going to take one more break. And when we get back, We're going to talk a little bit about how you can change that self-talk, how you can challenge your perfectionism, and how you can do things in a way that starts to bring you more balance and bring you to a place where you can be yourself, be more vulnerable, lean in, and make the decisions you need to make. So I'll see you back in two, and we'll talk then. Thanks. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Terry Geller can bring her extensive experience, compassion, and humor to your next business keynote or event. Terry can show you how mindful-based approaches can reduce stress, improve responsiveness, and impact your creativity and decision-making in a positive way. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Innovative Mindful Solutions is your source for comprehensive training for business leaders wanting to get the best out of themselves and their teams now. Set up a consultation today. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on leadership training, team building, 
customizing workshops, and overall solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Galler. If you have a question or a comment for today's guest, call us at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to terry at terrygaller.com. Now, back to Innovative Mindful Solutions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So... Hopefully you've had a chance to kind of write a couple things down and notice what kind of statements you say inside your head that are driven by perfectionism, that are also self-sabotaging, thoughts that kind of beat you up. It's interesting, uh, just an hour ago, I was talking with a client about being perfectionistic and what that means. And I think one of the things we discovered is it's about respect, it's about worthiness, and it's about hiding shame. That when we don't feel like we're doing what we're supposed to do, there's those words again, that we start to feel like if people really saw who I really am, they're not going to respect me. If people really knew how much of a fraud I think I am, people are not going to think that I'm worthy to be in this position or they're not going to have faith in me or trust in me to lead this company. We all have self-doubts, but perfectionism is really not the way to hide them. I mean, it can, but the toll that it takes is going to be worse than trying to maintain being perfect. We are all worthy of being seen. And here's the thing. When we put our worth into our production, that will set us up for failure or feeling like we're not succeeding every single time. So I was talking about when you introduce yourself at a party and you say, people always ask, oh, so what do you do? It's kind of that societal shorthand that says, um, you're only as good as what you produce. That our worth is in our production, our education, the degrees we have on the wall, how successful our last quarter was. And all of those things that give us a sense of worthiness. 
And if we get caught up in that, that our worth is only in our production, then the trap is and the peril of that is, is that when things don't go well, it absolutely impacts our sense of worthiness or our sense of worthlessness that, oh, this didn't go well, so therefore I'm worthless. I'm not okay to continue moving forward or I'm not going to give this my best because I'm not worthy of it. Or someone's going to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing and that's going to be really, really bad. And so all of this becomes this internal spiral that goes around and around and around. And it is about what other people think. And I'm not saying that what other people think isn't valuable. However, it can't be the only thing. We have to find our worthiness inside ourselves. And that's where that whole idea of mindfulness comes in. All those words are all those phrases that you wrote down on some paper a while ago. The trick of this is we have to get curious about those things. We have to take those words out or the feelings that we have about being perfect and get curious about them. Hold them in our hands. Look at them. Twist and turn them around. Get curious about, wait a second, where where did this come from? Is this mine? Did this come from someplace else? Did this come from something or someone that was important in my life that fed this to me and I bought it somewhere along the line? Is this really helping me? Is this really valuable to me? And so it takes some time and some willingness to get curious, to not just keep running those negative thoughts, I'm not good enough, it has to be perfect, I'm not worthy, people will find out there's something wrong here. Those are easy, man, those thoughts come in your head and they can run in two seconds flat. They're like the Autobahn, they're like a super highway and they are easy to get to. What's harder is stepping back, being mindful, Getting curious about, wait a minute, where, where did this come from? I know it sounds like my voice in my head, but is it? Could that really be true? Am I really not worthy of success? Am I really a fraud? Am I really sure that I don't know what I'm doing? Could that really be true? Because I bet nine times out of ten, it's not. It's not true, the things we think in our heads. And a lot of times we give thoughts way too much credence. Thoughts are just thoughts. They're just electronic impulses that go from one side of our brain to the other. But we believe thoughts as if they're facts. And especially if they're thoughts that have been ingrained in our brains for a long time. And you all know what they are. I'm sure you can pinpoint them in an instant. We believe that that's the truth of who we are. That we are not 
worthy, that our worth is in our production. And so the more you get curious, the more you can step back from those things and make a different choice. I believe that no one is a product of our production, that everyone is worthy. And the only true test of worthiness in this life is that we breathe in and that we breathe out. That's it. And that perfectionism is a myth. Failure is a myth. And our worth is not in what we do and is not in what we produce. And yes, those can be wonderful things that can move humanity forward in great ways. But our worth is in who we are. And hopefully, as we move into this holiday season, you will get some time to step back and have some time to reflect on those words that you put on the paper, on the things that go through your head, and be willing to challenge yourself a little bit. Be willing to say, if I wouldn't say this to my kids or my dog or a stranger on the street, why am I still willing to say it to myself? So I hope you take some time this holiday and give yourself that gift of perception and give yourself that gift of perspective and to know that you are absolutely worthy of that time and that energy and that your worth is not in what you do. So I know we're heading into a wonderful holiday season for a lot of people. I wish you all a great holiday. Don't forget to like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter. You can also see what Innovative Mindful Solutions can do for you. You can always contact me via email at terry at terrygaller.com. And I would be lo- I would ha- be happy to talk to you about what Innovative Mindful Solutions can do for you and your business. So... I want to wish everyone a happy holiday and a very happy new year. Since our show's on Mondays, we'll have a replay on Christmas Day, which will be the Power of Connection with Tara Shad, and also on New Year's Day, which will be the follow-up show to that, which is about skills of connection. I will be back live January 8th, and we will talk about dealing with conflict in the workplace in a mindful way. So happy holidays, everyone. I wish you all the best. I wish you a blessed new year. And remember to always work from the inside out. Give yourself the gift this Christmas and this holiday of knowing that you're worthy, that perfection is not the goal, and you can just be who you are in this world and have that be wonderful. So happy holidays, everyone. Take care, and I'll see you in the new year. Thank you for tuning in this week. Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Galler can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.